No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. When you look up at the stars at night, what do you see? The splendor of the glorious creator who stretched out the universe? Or a lonely cosmos without designer or destiny? Today, Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis 1 with the creation of the sun, moon, and stars. Hope you'll join us for Simply the Bible. In the first three creation days, God made light, the sky, separated the waters from the dry ground, and made the plants. One more thing was needed to support life on the planet. Verse 14 of chapter 1 says, Then God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. God built the solar system, giving the earth established light sources and ocean tides caused by the moon's gravity. Now God's process is quite different from what scientists tell us today. They say that stars were formed first and then the planets, including the earth. Earth is just another mass in the universe of galaxies, stars, black holes, planets, comets, and asteroids. This makes sense to the natural mind. Why should the Earth be so special anyway? But the more they discover about the universe and how many parameters must be perfectly aligned to support life, the more unique our planet becomes. In addition, since 1992, radio telescopes have been searching the universe for any signs of extraterrestrial life and come up with nothing. Nada. Zilch. That's surprising because with billions of stars in our own galaxy and billions of galaxies, each with billions of stars, ah, if evolution were true, you'd think at least somebody else would be out there. But according to Genesis, God formed the stars, the sun, and the moon for our benefit. The stationary sun relative to the earth and the rotating earth would divide the day from the night. The greater light of the sun would rule the day and the lesser light of the moon and stars would rule the night. In addition, because the earth orbits around the sun, the change in the visible constellations would mark out the year so that people could keep track of time and seasons. Does this sound geocentric? It is. Not that the universe revolves around the earth, but that God fine-tuned everything around us for our benefit. David wrote in Psalm 8.3, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? Even with David's limited understanding of the vastness of the universe, 
As he gazed up into the heavens, he was overwhelmed with the thought that the God who made all of this should care about us. But isn't that the reason God formed and filled the earth, made the sun, moon, and stars, and created man? Isn't it so that we would stand in awe of the genius of his creation and worship him? Creation testifies to the glory of our creator. Genesis 1.20, Then God said, Let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth, above the face of the firmament of the heavens. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves, with which the waters abounded according to their kind, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Now as God fills the earth with living things, he creates an entire ecosystem at once. This is probably the greatest difference between creation and evolution. Evolution requires millions or billions of years for the building blocks of life to form on their own. First proteins, then DNA, then cells and groups of cells and organs and systems and ultimately complete bodies. The greatest problem is that these things cannot live independently from each other. For example, the only place that DNA exists is within a living cell, but there are no living cells without DNA. The problem becomes even more absurd with complete bodies. For example, how can the liver function if there is no heart, lung, circulatory system delivering oxygen to every cell within the liver? Even at the cellular level, each cell requires millions of necessary parts within it to be functioning simultaneously to carry out the complex biochemistry that is necessary for life. This is a huge problem for evolution, but it's no problem at all for God who creates all these mutually dependent life systems within the creature at once. Mankind has yet to create any machine or robot, or artificial intelligence that even comes close to the complexity of a living creature. And yet God did it all with his spoken word. Verse 22, And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and the morning were the fifth day. This is the first commandment given to be fruitful and multiply. It is fascinating how God has engineered the process of reproduction in the animal kingdom, whether by laying eggs or live births. Built within each animal species is the ability to reproduce, to be fruitful and multiply. What different and yet complementary physiological parts and processes exist in male and female. What complex mating and fertilizing rituals in each species. All of this so that every living creature can be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth with their own kind. Verse 24. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth, each according to its kind, and it was so. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. 
What interests me in these two verses is the repetitive use of the word kind. The Hebrew word speaks of a classification. Every species within a certain kind comes from the same ancestral gene pool. This allows for variation from species to species without one kind bringing forth offspring of a different kind. For example, you can have many different species of dogs, but a dog never gives birth to a cat. In addition to land animals, spiders, ants, and beetles were all made on this day. All those uninvited guests at your picnic. Verse 26, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. How beautiful that the Trinity is mentioned in the creation of man. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Man is the only living creature made in the image of God. But what does that mean? I believe the fact that the Trinity is mentioned here indicates that man was also created a triune being. We have a body, a soul, and spirit. The body is our physical being. The soul is our mind and emotions. And the spirit is our eternal being that relates to God. Animals have bodies and souls, but they don't have spirits because they're not made in God's image. Because man was made in the image of God, he was given dominion over the other living creatures. His spirit controlled his mind and body so that he was capable of governing creation in righteousness. Now, when it says that God created man in his own image, it is speaking of mankind, for it says male and female he created them. And here is a marvelous mystery. It takes both male and female to fully represent God's image. The sexes truly are different, yet complementary, and together represent the full attributes of God. We will understand this more in chapter 2 when God says it's not good that man should be alone and he forms the woman and brings her to the man. In this pristine created order before sin entered the world, they were one as the Godhead is one. In perfect love, perfect order, perfect submission, perfect union. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. This seems to be the one commandment that mankind has really gotten right. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seeds, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seeds. To you it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life. I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. 
So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Sorry, meat lovers, but mankind was originally created a vegetarian. God gave all the plants for food for man and the animal kingdom. Probably the reason for this was that death had not yet entered the world. Now, those of us who love our barbecued steak can rejoice because all that changed after the flood. God saw everything he made, and indeed it was very good, not bad, for six days' work. Tomorrow, we will look at the seventh day and why it is so special. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepperidge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. Join Pastor Daryl tomorrow as he continues his study of the book of Genesis. 